This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. All right, good morning. We got another episode of uh, Connecticut, Connecticut Podcast, CT Startup Podcast. I guess it hasn't been a while. Brr, 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 yeah, brr, brr, brr. Brr. And uh, so this is Eric France from Trifecta Ecosystems with Chris Tomorrow from New Industria. Ooh, like the new name. I love it. And Andrea Stolf. All right, cool. And we have Henry and Lou from NewHaven.io. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Good. So uh, what is NewHaven.io? So the one sentence elevator pitch is basically that we want to be the water cooler of the New Haven tech scene. Uh, to expand on that a little bit, uh, there were a bunch of different uh, discipline-specific groups that had coalesced around individual technologies for many years. And, you know, as humans, we're kind of like hummingbirds. We get distracted by whatever's new and shiny, and we move on to the next thing. What ends up happening, though, is that the communities that have built up around these individual technologies kind of just dissipate and are scattered to the four winds. So what we want to do is kind of unite the clans, you know, like ha have an overarching umbrella that's going to keep the people together as the technologies underneath change and just give people a place that can exist outside of their nine to five where they have, you know, social connections and interactions with other people and just really um, bringing more of the human element to uh, the tech community in New Haven. So, I don't know. Did I miss anything there, Henry? Um, that's about the gist of it. Cool. Yeah. The, you know, like at most elevator pitches, it's like four or five sentences. But <laughs> so, so, I guess, what, why were all the groups really like that kind of, you know, not in line in, in, in kind of New Haven? Were, were people really kind of like, were these meetup groups kind of not working with this meetup group and so forth? Like, yeah, it's a little bit of like here today, gone later today in some cases. Uh, and it was a lot of overlap. You know, there were a lot of people who were involved in multiple groups and, you know, it just made sense to kind of bring everything together under a single banner. Uh, it, it also makes it easier to collaborate when you're all, you know, part of the same entity as opposed to having to rope everybody in from disparate locations and, and, and groups. Yeah. So where did, where did, what groups did you two uh, come out of? I'm imagining you guys maybe had your own little clans there. Uh, Lou was actually around in the olden times. <laughs> the olden times. Yeah. The before times yes. from the long, long ago. <laughs> if, you, if you reach into your bag there, you'll see some papyrus, right? <laughs> no, but uh, so I actually, um, back in the 90s, uh, as, as a teenager, I was really involved in the budding open source community at that time. I was a big Linux proponent. And this is prior to sort of enterprise adoption and, you know, total penetration of, of all corporate data centers. It was still seen as this weird and scary thing to a lot of people. So I decided to start a group to bring everybody together who was using it and just get them talking. And that was kind of set me on my path for, for years and years to come. You know, it, it evolved and it changed a bit over the years and there were a lot of different people involved. But... You know, that was really where I got my start in sort of the uh, the advocacy slash human organizing aspect of it. 
Um, I know a lot of the people who were on sort of the original board of New Haven I.O. when it first coalesced were part of uh, the New Haven Ruby group. Uh, you know, we, we were not the, the first guys to, to do this, you know, but we're sort of carrying the torch for it at this point. Yeah, and I got my start a little more recently. Uh, a few years ago, I got a job as a database administrator for the federal courts and found that a lot of things we were doing were just not at all efficient. No, uh, no way! As the government tends to be. <laughs> so I started to teach myself to code in order to start kind of pulling some of these projects together and took things that were taking weeks to complete certain processes down to like minutes and just kept teaching myself as time went on, like leaning harder and harder on the New Haven IO community when I like ran into problems. Uh, when I needed to learn something new, I was a single dev in the uh, New Haven District Court and have anybody else to teach me there. So I re leaned really hard on New Haven I.O. and just kept getting more and more involved in events until they asked me to come on board to help organize some stuff a few months ago. Yeah, he's being super modest, by the way. He's, uh, he's been fantastic in stepping up and really uh, helping out. For a while, it was myself and Tom Resnick, who's the president, uh, you know, sort of going it alone. And before us, it was a single guy, uh, a fellow by the name of Zach Morick, who really kind of burnt out just trying to do it all himself. So we're really in this mode now where we want to distribute the workload across multiple people and maybe start to have a cyclical element to the responsibilities so that anyone can slide in and, and do the role of anybody else. And we also kind of get some succession planning built into that approach, you know, where we have new uh, younger folks who are getting involved who have that spark and have that drive to kind of help coordinate and organize things. So we're trying to make it more sustainable. That's what it really boils down to, is we want this to be a going concern for a very long time. And we think there's a tremendous amount of value, uh, and we want to make sure that it doesn't implode. You know, we want, to, we want to build it for the future. Yeah. I mean, every so you're a nonprofit, right? That's um, right. Yeah. And so just like many other nonprofits, you have, you know, you have a mission, you have something that's it's ongoing. It doesn't really have an end, you know, end time to it. And the issue is always bringing in new blood and kind of carrying the torch um, because, the burnout happens at almost all these organizations. Uh, the board of directors. I'm on three different boards, um, and luckily, I, I know that you know I don't I don't raise my hand every time uh, I you know uh, participate. But there are some people that say yes, and every single time, and they burn out, which unfortunately is, is just the nature of the beast. Um, so I guess the one thing is, uh, so uh, I'm not a tech, you know I'm not a code or anything. I'm not an artist, but like, is this like the same kind of thing as like an artist collective? Like, is that, is that kind of the idea of, like, the uh, kind of a tech collective? Because my understanding, and I'm probably completely wrong, but is that an artist collective would be they come together, they, they kind of help each other kind of create art, move stuff forward, and then also get it out into the world to make money. And, like, you know, so is that kind of where it is? Or is it just more the support to get more devs into the ecosystem? It's a, it's a lot closer to the mark than you might think. Yeah. And I think that comes from sort of the multidisciplinary approach. There's a lot of folks who are into a lot of different aspects of technology, uh, generative art is actually one of the, uh, the channels on our Slack where there's a, a small but thriving community of folks who are, you know, engaged in that space and, you know, they've got local exhibitions of their work. and So we're at, we actually do have, you know, <laughs> artists alongside uh, the developers and in some cases they're one and the same. It's really about just bringing people together and, you know, letting them self-select wherever their interests may lie. We've got... Uh, all sorts of offshoot conversations uh, around books, around politics, uh, you know, anything that, uh, again, it's back to that water cooler uh, analogy, you know, it's, it's just a way to get people together and talking and then they can kind of group up for whatever they're into. And we huh. keep saying that we're the water cooler, but we're not really saying how we're doing that. Yeah. Uh, that kind of revolves around 
this Slack group community that we built uh, has about like 500 active members any given month. Um, and it's just a way to tie everybody together because even though we are this one community, we all work different jobs, different areas of the city, mm-hmm. sometimes different states. But we all exist in these silos where we need to like find other people to talk to, figure out what's new happening in the industry, what we need to learn to get to the next milestone we're trying to hit. So the Slack is really the glue that holds all this together. But we also throw a lot of events uh, month to month. We do social nights where we'll get everybody together at a bar and just have a few drinks and just start talking about stuff. We'll have hack nights where we get everybody together in a room. Um, everyone brings their laptops, working on projects, talking to people in person instead of the kind of more impersonal feeling that you might get on Slack. And we're trying to get back on board having these monthly uh, talk nights where we get a bunch of speakers lined up around a specific uh, discipline and just get everybody in a room, um, get set up a stage and a projector and go through the beginning of a certain technology and build up, up and up toward like what it might look like in an enterprise environment and just kind of use it as a teaching opportunity for everybody else in the community. That's fantastic. What's the best way to start getting involved with you guys? I think the easiest thing to do is to go to our website, which is newhaven.io. And right from there, you've got access to the Slack. There's a, a link that you can click to get connected up with that. And uh, I believe our events are listed, uh, you know, the, the next event coming up and then the, the ones immediately following that. Uh, you can also go directly to our, our meetup uh, page, which, again, is through the Slack uh, or, or the website. Either way, you know, one, once you've landed on one of those three places, you're basically on the right path to, to getting more involved. Is this the Dab Devs uh, Slack group? No, that's a separate group. But we are sort uh, of, um, we're, we're involved uh, partnering with them, uh, you know, certainly having a lot of conversations with the folks who are at the helm of that group. So, there, again, there's a lot of overlap and, you know, yeah. everyone's kind of doing their thing. Yeah. How large is, is your community? So it's, it's tricky to measure that because you can, I think there's a large population of people who are observing, but not. They're lurkers. Yeah. <laughs> They're lurking. You, you said it, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think if you look at uh, people, Slack members or, or mailing list members, I think that we've been in the four figures, but I, I think Henry's uh, figure that he threw out earlier is a little bit closer to reality. 500 or so uh, on the Slack, and of that, I'll say maybe 100, a little over 100 are, are 100, regularly active. So we get a lot of people who are curious, and they show up. Maybe they've got an idea of their own. They're looking for a technical co-founder. They're looking for general advice, sort of career guidance, uh, anything like that. And sometimes they'll just hang out for a while, and we won't even really know, necessarily know their present until they decide to decloak and we're always welcoming you know we don't we don't have any sort of we want to keep the barrier as low as possible that's one thing that Tom is really uh, intent on is making sure that the barrier to entry is as low as possible and uh, you know so as far as total number of people who are active you know 100 120 I think is a pretty good estimate but there's a much larger number of folks who are just uh, kind of on the outside looking in and we would encourage them to introduce themselves and get more active for sure. So um, it sounds like, you know, this is kind of uh, solving one of the big problems that we see in Connecticut, which is this fracturing, this uh, this clan, clan mentality, this uh, whole, you know, I got my fiefdom. So, you know, I, I think that it makes it particularly interesting to me because it's like you guys are just kind of doing the thing. And, you know, this is the sort of 
uh, idea, this is the sort of mindset, if you will, that kind of should be exported to other places. You know, there's a million different groups in every city, and we're not that big of a state. So once again, New Haven kind of leading the way, you know, getting getting people together. And uh, uh, I don't even want to say necessarily pointing in the same direction. It's just like you guys are just like, hey, we're all doing a thing, and maybe we could help each other out from time to time. Um, and that's exactly what we're trying to do with this next generation of leadership in New Haven IO is that there was this push about 10 years ago to pull all the tribes together. We did a good job getting all the different language groups kind of under one banner. But now we have DEPTES, we have Collab, we have Agora, we have District, we have New Haven IO, all kind of existing in the same space. So what we're trying to do over the next year is to try to firm up some of these partnerships with these other groups. So if not pull everybody under one name, at least pull everybody under one banner to at least align our interests, see what the next like three years are going to look like for all of us and see if there might be any overlap that we can help each other with. And another thing that you guys touched on was this the succession. You know, honestly, groups like this, and, you know, anywhere, any sort of, uh, you know, program, organization that's trying to bring everybody together, a lot of times it can just be, you know, a few people kind of like bringing, pulling all those people together. And if they start to pull apart, then, you know, so I found it very interesting. You guys are already working on that plan of succession to, to make this a long-term viable sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, when you get burned like that and you don't want to touch the stove again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to your earlier point, you know, people come and go and uh, it's, you know, we don't have a blueprint for this. Just, you know, there's something to be said for just doing the damn thing. Yep. And, uh, you know, further to the to the broader context of Connecticut, you know, we hear a lot about, well, how do we attract and retain talent? How do we get mm-hmm. people to see New Haven as a destination, uh, uh, you know, an emergent tech hub, that kind of thing? And what I think New Haven I.O. does, uh, quite frankly, is everything that's outside of the nine to five. You know, the job element of that is key, of course. There's gotta be good jobs and there's gotta be good companies. But the way that you get people to come here and to stay here is to feel like they've got skin in the game beyond just their, you know, punching the clock. So we wanna make sure that that human element is alive and thriving and growing. And that really is the core part of our mission is to grow and nurture this community. And that is, I think it goes hand in glove with, you know, job opportunities and bringing in new companies and whatnot. So we're always thinking about, you know, not just succession planning, but also the talent pipeline in general. You know, we, we're doing, uh, we're having some initial kind of exploratory conversations with uh, the computer science department at Southern Connecticut State University. We're also thinking, you know, beyond that, we're thinking like K-12, like how do we get kids interested in you know segueing directly into this community as they grow older and they they start to explore this talent so it's uh it's a challenge it's a challenge again there's no blueprint a lot of us don't necessarily have a background in any you know formal discipline around this organizational aspect (laughs) but you know we're gonna try we're not always gonna succeed but we're gonna fail quickly and pivot you know (laughs) it's like anything else you know you gotta just try it so one thing that's, that kind of uh, came to my mind when you're talking about the nine to five is that, uh, and the jobs and everything like that, is that, so you're dealing with coders and developers and people that are honestly in demand. Normally, if you have the talent, you can get a job, you know, um, and you're talking about the stuff outside of the nine to five. So one of the things is, you know, civic engagement and actually getting out in your community and doing stuff, right? Like that's, that's gone down, you know, the, I forgot the book, I read a lot of Bowling Alone or something like that about how civic engagement is going down and all that kind of stuff. And it seems to me is that this is actually 
I guess your version of of new civic engagement because you're talking about K through 12. Why are you talking about K through 12 and getting people involved? What are you trying to reach out to the universities to get you know more activity? Um, so it, it is interesting that a lot of people. Um, I kind of like how you you're almost talking about separating it from the nine to five. Your nine to five is your nine to five. Go do your thing. If we if you can reach out to us for help, you know, like kind of just like industry knowledge. But it's how do we as a collective right have more civic engagement and actually make sure that people want to be here as a as a a culture society kind of a thing so that's interesting that, that's just uh i guess uh many tech people wouldn't necessarily see their stuff outside their outside the job maybe as that um so that just kind of popped in my head when i it, mean it's it's a good point and the question comes up a lot is you know when when the when students graduate and they're wondering you know what's next for me they're considering factors you know, like the stuff outside of the nine to five. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you know, they're they're going to be looking at Boston, Cambridge. They're going to be looking at New York. They're going to be looking elsewhere. It's on us to give them something to really chew on and think about New Haven sticking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to the point about civic engagement, I don't know how much we can really uh, say about this idea that we've had uh, very recently. But uh, working with Collab, do you want to speak on that a little bit, Henry? Yeah, I'll. I'll say what we can. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, mysterious. Uh, we and Collab kind of have a lot of parallels, and they're both trying to grow like the tech startup yep. scene in New Haven. And we started talking with Caroline and Margaret and trying to figure out a way that we might be able to work together and kind of push the scene forward. And we found that we have a lot of technical people looking to work on side projects, but they want to work on something that has some kind of meaning to it instead of building another to-do yep. list just to build another Here's one to-do another list. selfie app or, or <laughs> meme app or something. Yeah, whenever you learn a new language, like, oh, just make a to-do list. So, like, kids go to hackathons, and like, oh, we made, like, a more advanced to-do list at this hackathon. So we want side projects to work on that actually have some sort of, like, societal meaning. And Collab has a lot of ventures coming through their programs mm-hmm. that have, want to do a lot of social change but don't necessarily have the technical background to act on some of the things they want to act on. So we're working on finalizing some details on a way to merge our groups in a way that we can kind of push that forward from both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, sure. Collab's doing some stuff on food and everything, and they're just trying to be one of the connecting points, you know? And, it, yeah. and you know, it does take a tribe, so. Yeah. Um, so they have a need around getting some yep. te- technical help, and we have a need around, uh, particularly with some of the more junior folks involved in the organization, giving them a way to kind of cut their teeth and, you know, do something meaningful. And, you know, there, there's a strong altruistic streak that runs through it. So, you know, if we can connect those dots, so much the better for everyone concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I, I also really like here, and, you know, I think I'm seeing, we're, we're seeing more and more across the state is uh, the sense of taking ownership of what's happening in the city. Uh, people are, you know, I've always kind of looked at, you know, maybe some of the older generations are kind of like, why are people leaving Connecticut? It's the best place ever. You know, who cares about taxes and whatever? And it's like, well, no, we got to make, you know, other people are making an effort to make their places cool, their their metros, their their towns, whatever. They're making this effort to say, hey, we have things happen. We can't just sit back and be like, we got Yale. Why don't you love us? <laughs> you know, we got to. Um, so, you know, again, seeing this like this collaborative effort of, you know, people coming together and say, okay, well, let's, let's, you know, get under one banner. We can all do our thing, but also let's just kind of make the effort to say, Hey, there are cool things happening here and there are resources here and there is a reason to stay here. And New Haven has a certain stigma to it. Um, I grew up in Connecticut for most of my life. My 
parents have been here most of their lives. And when I told my mother I was moving to New Haven a few years ago, she almost had a heart attack. Don't get shot. Yeah. And <laughs> Where are you from? His impressions um, are on point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, my father's in the Air Force, moved around a lot, kind of settled in East Hampton. Okay. Oh, nice. That's center of the state. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I told my mother's moving to New Haven. She almost had a heart attack. So, like, New Haven still has the stigma that it's a very, very dangerous place to live, not a lot going on. So, like, we're doing our best to try to, like, get everybody working together on ways to kind of just offer – other avenues yeah, and, to... a, and a lot of that is just driving the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stories to tell. There's a lot of successes that are happening. There's a lot of things that just kind of fly under the radar. And the more we can kind of amplify that signal and really in, in, in an outward way, you, you got to think about it from the perspective of, the, to Henry's point, of, of someone who's in another part of the country looking out here and looking at news headlines. We want to start getting those headlines showing the successes that are going on here. You know, th- there's, there's more to it than what you may have seen. You know, it's, it's good things happening. And that's why we want to keep building and keep telling those stories and, and latching onto that and really just amplifying that signal. I can't stress that enough. That's going to be super important. Can I ask how the general public is exposed to you? That's something we're actually working on. Right. Um, I, I have to say, I had not heard of you guys before. And yeah. I, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm with Andrea there. Like, it's not, you know, we're both marketing people. And we're like, where's the marketing? Yeah. <laughs> so as Lou said, we had uh, Zach as our leader for a while, and he burned himself out trying to do everything on his own. But part of this new push of having additional leadership on board is that we're trying to make all these partnerships with other organizations in town and be a little more vocal about us even existing and having more events at Agora, um, trying to work on some stuff with Digital Surgeons. We're having a meeting right after this on a project we're working on with part of New Haven IO. Uh, we're just trying to find avenues to be louder about the events we're having, uh, get more involved with the other organizations in town so we can all cross-promote each other and make sure everyone's more aware of everything going on in town. Yeah, and we're supposed to appear on some podcast. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know about that. that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, 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 what strikes me, you know, having been in the startup scene now for just a couple of years, but I'm uh, affiliated with a lot of the larger accelerators in Connecticut and programs like the Yale Sci Center and UConn's IQ Accelerator, Resets Accelerator in Hartford, and a few others. Um, the most common unmet requirement for a startup is IT help, technical help, and whether that's you know web dev or or, or something maybe less involved. Uh, and it's a constant, unending, never-ending search for talent. And many of these startups are nonprofits. You know, these are not just right, people. Right. So I mean, there's a, I think there's a, a, a fantastic marriage in the offing here between your talent and the startups, particularly um, 5013Cs and B corporations mm-hmm. that are really trying to get traction in Connecticut and sometimes fold for lack of technical help. And I think... Uh, one of the models that I've been looking at recently that uh, CT Next, I think, announced last month was they're partnering with uh, the refinery yes. to, to do that sort That's of right. mentoring uh, aspect. I think there's something to be said for having an additional uh, permutation of that model that instead of looking for sort of the executive mentorship can be the technical mentorship. So mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's a lot of moving parts in that equation, 
but I think it's certainly something that's worth exploring, and I've reached out to them, so if anyone's listening, uh, uh, you know, we, we're we, here. We, we know some people over <laughs> at the yeah. Food Refinery. Yeah, yeah, we have connected <laughs> We might know a person or two. <laughs> and I want to take this opportunity to plug our Slack again. Yeah. Um, we're always open to having more and more people come in, even if they're not entirely from a technical background, if they're looking for, like, a technical co-founder. We have a very active jobs channel on Slack, people posting jobs, looking for jobs. We have a ton of people looking to do a lot of really cool work, and if anybody wants to come in and start talking and just see if they can find some partnership. Yeah, the, so ta- the have, talent is here. For and, sure. that, and that's so at newhaven.io there will be a link to the Slack group and everything. You yeah. can just sign up. And I already was on there. I was already on there. Oh, geez, right right on. Um, cool. Well, um, anywhere else they can reach you that you want or put your stuff out? If not, yeah, I mean, I'm at lou at newhaven.io and henry at newhaven.io All right, very good. So uh, this is uh, cool. We'll hopefully hear of uh, more collaborations to have. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.